Welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy from learnenglishwithtommy.com. Yep, that's the world famous jingle that's probably been around the world about more times than I have in 40 days. <laughs> and the, here's the here's a guest of mine who today's guest is someone who has never been on a podcast before and she calls herself the chattiest person on Instagram and I can definitely tell you she can't stop talking from the be- from the sexy city of Caracas in Venezuela I'd like to present to you Chatty Annie Thank you thank you Tommy for having me today and uh, yes I was telling you you know backstage quote unquote <laughs> i this is like my first first podcast ever so i don't know like how how's the drill or you know how it goes but we'll just go with it and and i mean i do listen to lots of podcasts because uh that's one of the ways i study english i sometimes i have students that ask me like do you still study yeah like constantly and i love to listen uh, to podcasts constantly and then i'll share with you a, a few podcasts for business english and regular english that uh, i'd like to you know to get out there because there are some people that uh, ask me sometimes like i don't know what to listen to or what's out there and the, the truth is is that there are so so many resources as you know tommy yeah. and the thing is that I think it can get uh, a little bit overwhelming yeah. at one point because there, there's just so, 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 you know, so many pieces of information here and there, uh, podcasts, uh, websites, apps, I mean apps, my gosh, and uh, YouTube has lots of it, but yeah, I think that the key is organizing yourself and, you know, you'll go from there. So. Yeah, chatty Annie in action. Already started talking so much. <laughs> Annie, as you can hear, dear listeners, is very nervous because she is chatting quite a lot. And when Annie gets nervous, she goes off like a machine gun. Constantly rattling off. But 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 do not be perturbed. Do not turn this episode off just because Annie went off on a monologue. You know how much I like going off on monologues, and it's definitely true. Um, to start off with, you need to know where to start, and you're probably thinking, "Oh, I really not, I don't really don't know where to start off with, how to start, and what to start with." And you know, it's all overwhelming because, as you know, Annie said it in a very nice, in a very nice introduction, without even introducing herself. You know, like she hasn't even introduced herself; she's already talking about what she's already talking about what she's going to talk about, which is business English. Um, but generally speaking, who are you? Because people are probably thinking I've never heard of you, and that that would that would really shock me if people have never heard of Chatiani, you know. Because you know, like I think when I when I first saw your profile, I was like, "Whoa, back up, sister. That's some that's some nice. That's a big. That's a mouth that you've got going there, and not in a bad way. You know, it's a it's a positive thing. So, who are you?" Apart from sure. apart from coming from the sexy city of of Caracas. <laughs> well, yes, like like you said, Tommy, I'm from Caracas, Venezuela. I'm uh, so proud of being Venezuelan. Venezuelans have this this thing that 
I mean, as, as you guys know, there has been a huge immigration type of thing with us because of uh, social political reasons, etc. So we are like everywhere in the world, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's always the first thing I, I tell people. And I'm currently based in Buenos Aires, Argentina, or Argentina, as you want to say it. And um, I worked uh, for several years along, maybe 10 or 11 years in the corporate world. I have a bachelor's in human resources always have loved connecting with others and talking to people uh, the chatty thing comes up there a little bit uh, so yeah i worked in, in big companies as you know hr analyst hr intern then hr coordinator etc um, etc et and while i was doing that i was always always as well kind of uh, doing as a side hustle uh teaching kids and also adults so basically my my day job was nine to five nine to six uh you know corporate world then i left and went to my clients houses or they went to my house and i started teaching on a regular basis as side hustle i didn't do it uh a lot for you know the the work per se but just because i loved teaching others. Um, when it got to the, the pandemic, 2020, I was looking for a new opportunities. I just came from the US from a very long trip. My, my family's in Texas. So as I was visiting them and I was like, kind of, I don't know, uh, asking myself what I want to do in the future. And in that moment, I don't know if, if it was fate, uh, pandemic hit. <laughs> so I was like, okay, Maybe this is, I don't know, the time to uh, put in just one place my two biggest passions, which are connecting with people and English. I don't know why, why I love so much English. Maybe because I've studied it since I was pretty, pretty young and uh, it opened so many doors, you know, uh, going online and finding so, so much information in English and, you know, having that accessibility to lots of resources that maybe you don't have in your native language mine particularly is spanish um well, I, I wanted to see what i could find with those those two elements together connecting with people and teaching english okay. so that's uh, how chatty and started in the middle of the pandemic which is um of course, I, I do consider myself a teacher, but as well, uh, an English coach. I got a certification as an ontological coach previous to that. And uh, what's the difference between coaching and teaching? Basically, you know, not only helping others, but letting them, you know, lead their own way towards being, you know, English proficient. And well, I've been doing that for the past two years and a half or so. And um, I've been for the past few months, maybe, I don't know if this is actually a word, like rechanneling maybe my, my uh, English path or my English uh, learning path and teaching path uh, to immigrants. Mm -hmm. um, because lots of my students are uh, immigrants and Hispanic immigrants uh, in different countries. 
Mm -hmm. uh, they have been, you know, facing lots of challenges at work and as well in their daily lives. You know, from I've uh, just arrived to the U.S. Uh, last week. I have no idea how to get a new school for my son or my daughter, yeah. or uh, I have my nursing degree back in my country, but I have no idea of how to even say, I don't know, needle, blood, or, you know, medical terms in English, and I need to, at some point, do the TOEFL or an IELTS, you know, yeah. to prove your English proficiency. Yeah. So I, I do help professionals and, you know, um, as well general English learners, uh, but all of them, adults and most of them immigrants as well. Well, that's a very, let me just say, that's a very, um, that's a beautiful thing that you're doing there, Annie, you know, mm -hmm. helping out immigrants because you are yourself an immigrant, you know, you, exactly. you, you've moved from exactly. Venezuela, you've moved around a bit, you've been to Mexico, you've been to, uh, now you're in Argentina, Buenos Aires, um, so, you know, it, it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a really valiant job that you're doing, something that people should do, give back, give back to community, give back to your to your roots, you know, whether that be Hispano, Hablantes, you know, Hispanic speaking people, or whatever it might be. Um, you were talking about how you were, quote unquote, re-channeling your, your love for the English language. Uh, you're not the first one to you're not the very first one to say this nor are you going to be the last one of our guests to ever say that you have quote unquote rechanneled that love um when you worked as you you know when you worked as the H in HR what was the uh what things did you see that made you want to um how can I say it take your knowledge out of the HR, out of the things that you you learnt or studied, and give it and sort of give it to professionals or give it to others. What made you What made you want to do this? Because you know, I I know this as well from my previous. You know, I know this as well that I had a relatively safe job, and I decided against it. I wanted to go and do something else, become an English teacher. You know, otherwise I would not be here. Um, so what made you want to leave your comfy HR job and move into being an English coach, English trainer, English teacher, English, whatever it might be? <laughs> Basically, English coaching slash teaching. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's like a hybrid model, right? Um, it, it's funny because right now you just said, yeah, like leaving that, that comfort. And although, of course, in the way, when you are an employee and you work for someone, um, there are lots of challenges and, and, and you know, that, that you face on a daily basis. However, um, at the end of the day, when you start your own business and you are an entrepreneur and you know this, of course, Tommy, it, it's a, a total different set of, of challenges. And uh there's no one else to 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 answer or to you know face the different situations but yourself hmm. there's not a manager or a supervisor that that can give you a hand with that uh, I think that our own families and partners are the ones that maybe become our informal team <laughs> but I'm always there to 
to give us advice, etc., uh, or their piece of advice. But that that's why I started Chatiani because I didn't want to entirely leave the HR world because I, I do love it and I do have a passion uh, for helping others. But I did have this thing inside of me that was like, oh my gosh, I, I do love English so much, mm. and I do want to continue spreading that that love to others. And maybe one of the things that made me realize that I I wanted to go this way was that I constantly saw people meeting, not only in HR, but working from HR in other areas that were constantly complaining or like, oh, this company wants me to uh, be uh, English proficient, but they don't give me the tools uh, or um, I think that when when you work at a multinational company and English is um, required uh, uh, from the employees, you can develop any of, of these four additives. And these are, are the ones that I saw. So maybe you just frustrate, you get frustrated. So you're just like, I don't have what's, uh, what's needed. I don't have what's required or what it takes. So I'll just be here until they kick me out. So let, let's see when, when that moment gets here. You might be optimistic, so you you get your your I I was gonna say my word your thing together, and you just start and get it done, mm-hmm. and you start studying on your own, and as well maybe you you get a teacher or a coach, or you just download apps because that's a way of studying too. Um, as well, maybe you feel like I don't know if, if the word is oppressed in a way like like a frustrated person yep. i don't have where it is but as well i will not do it not because they are asking me to do so so also you are developing this type of feelings inside of you that are negative not only for you but for the company and that will not end up well and yep. that's the reality or at the end of the day uh just like the frustrated person maybe you're just indifferent and uh, I worked constantly with this four type of personalities hmm. uh, in my English kind of journey in the professional world, uh, in business English professional world. So uh, it, what, what I saw constantly was your results will depend 100% on who you are and what, uh, I don't know, what attitude yeah. you take, you know, uh, with the situation. Now, um, that's why I saw this type of thing going on constantly. And I tried to help uh, someone here, someone there, or maybe you should maybe buy this book, which is great for uh, maybe someone was having a great grammar hmm. or, or they had a great grammar, but their pronunciation was just not on point, it was not okay. Um, so I advised them, hey, get this pronunciation book or get this spelling book or this vocabulary book but i advise more like on a very individual basis and i i was sensing that i was not getting to all of the people that i wanted to get to so that was maybe one of the things that got me like okay i want to reach out to lots of other people i did like i don't know my like a benchmark yeah. to see if in this area of the world, this country, etc., uh, there were 
you know, uh, I wanted to see how was the offer uh, of um, English teachers or coaches that had a background in a corporate world. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted to offer to people. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you business English and help you with your business English from my own experience. And I saw that there was almost like nine. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll just go for it. Let's see what goes on and what happens. So, yeah, that was kind of the, the one of the main things that, you know, you know that sparked. Because I just thought, because I just thought, Peter, I, you know, we're all, we're, like I said, we all like monologues and monologues are good. You know, uh, and we, the idea of this podcast is that people don't hear Tommy doing his monologue, you know, going off on one, you know, because I've been known to go off, uh, to fly off the handle when it comes on, when it comes to certain topics. Yeah. And you basically teach business English for, you know, you, you teach business English for professionals, for adults. So then the question might be, people are thinking, okay, 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 I've got this, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Spanish speaker, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in the professional world, I've just migrated from, let's say, Caracas, you know, let's take Caracas here, just because, you know, why not, you know, anyone might be going, anyone might be listening in to this in Caracas and might be like, oh, there's that woman who I know, Chatiani, yeah, and then this person, who's tuning in from Caracas is planning on moving to the USA, to Gringoland, as we like to, to the Gringos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to any Americans, but you know, sure. you're all called Gringos in South America. Um, but they want, you know, they're going to be wanting some, some more meat on the bone, you know, in terms of content, you know, and you said you would like to bring a few business podcasts with you as, as a sort of gift. To the podcast, yeah, to this episode. And not only like podcast as well, I brought some shows and I have my notes here because I didn't want to leave anything out from my list and or anything unsaid. So uh, let's go to them. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, there are going to be lots of people who are thinking, okay, I need a, I need a good business Thank podcast. You know what I need. from my students, okay? 
Uh, maybe at first when you go to Bloomberg particularly, you might feel pretty overwhelmed because, my gosh, the not like uh, the language they speak, because of course they speak uh, English, but uh, it's the way they portray, you know, lots of, of the news or articles. It's, it's pretty advanced, C1, C2 level, okay? Mm -hmm. So don't get overwhelmed. My, my maybe piece of advice here would be try to read in between the lines, understand through context, and maybe not look up every word you don't understand because that will take you, you know, not, not to a good part or to a good place. Um, and of course, I like to check not maybe on a daily basis, but maybe every other day or at least once a week, Harvard Business Review, because this one is oriented to different areas in the company, not only like financial, like I just told you guys, but as well, uh, of course, human resources, uh, marketing, legal areas. And now that we're talking on, on the legal part of it, I just um, remembered about this show that I wanted to share with you today, uh, which is, it has a lot of, you know, legal jargon. Oh wait, but, hang on, hang on. Can I, 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 I have a, I have a, I have an inclination on what you're going to be heading towards. Is it the one with the, um, with the famous Princess of Sussex suits? Oh yeah, for sure. Suits? Is it really? Suits, yeah, for sure. Did you get to watch it? I wa um, I watched all of it, and it got to a point where for me it was a little bit too much. You know, it's typically American. Um, yeah. So many, so many episodes, so many, um, you know, so many episodes in it, so, so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it, it got to a point where I finished it and I was like, okay, yeah, right, okay, I'm done. You okay. know, that, I'm happy I got through that, but that, I'm not going back. I would not revisit Suits again, mm -hmm. you know, simply because for me, it was, it's typically American. You know what I mean? I know you guys down in South America have have a sort of love for American, for, yeah. the, for America, for America, you know, for USA. Um, yeah. On our side of the pond in the UK, we're sort of a little less fond of the American way. We try to keep yeah. our series to a to short and sweet rather than long and over, you know, long and drawn out. I didn't know about that, that, that the thing that you just told me, okay. But, you know, it, it either way, so, so you got these three websites, and then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you got suits. Is there anything? Cause... For... Yeah, sorry. No, honey, cariña, vamos, vamos. Let's do this. Let's do okay. this. Vamos. Okay. So yeah, suits. Yeah, last for legal jargon, but just like you said, I there, there was a point that I also kind of got tired, a little bit tired. So I got only from the eight seasons, maybe to the sixth season or so. Hmm. Um, but, and I'm not a, a legal uh, type of person in the company, mine is other type of English, but I got some legal terms, that's okay, but it was, as well, for me particularly, I, I liked it a lot uh, in terms of uh, business English jargon, but not only suits, also maybe Mad Men, which is kind of recreated in the 60s, it, don't let it fool you because it's in the 60s or so. Maybe you say, well, maybe if it's portrayed in the, in the 60s and people are in that era, maybe people don't talk the same way like they do 
nowadays in a company. No, lots of it. It's current, uh, you know, professional English. Um, more than professional English, you can see on MadMen how uh, how people network in a company, how people reach out to others more. So this is more like skills that I would advise my students to to get or develop within a professional environment. I start I actually. Lot- it's it's interesting. You picked out two series that I. I've actually watched, or I've been into. I watched Mad Men as I started watching Mad Men as well, um, and I found it incredibly slow. It was a very slow move. It's very slow moving, and it was for me. It felt a little too. It felt a little sexist and a little de- um, sort it of was. denigrating. 100%. I do agree. Yes, yes, it was, and I, I do believe maybe it does have to do with the era, which is in which it happens but uh yeah i don't know what if i can say i would consider it slow from my own perspective but yes it is sexist i do agree with that 100 percent um but you can take some elements here and there for your business english not 100 percent it it's kind of as well a, a little bit soapy i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> I you know I, I started watching it and I was thinking to myself what exactly am I watching here am I trying to yeah. wa- am I watching something that is cheesy am I am I watching something which is um, deliberately sexist deliberately borderline you know borderline wo- working towards racism as well you know racist sort of slurs almost being thrown out at people you know being thrown out on a regular basis and i thought to myself it makes me feel uncomfortable you know and you are right it it it, it is typically um of the era the 50s and the 60s but for me it just didn't really it didn't grip you know it didn't it wasn't something that gripped me and tell me you brought something british on as well yes I have well, I have the British, uh, the British version of it and the American version of it, which is The Apprentice. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, yes, it is not an acting show, acting show per se with actors and a whole cast, but it, as you know, it's a reality. But I do like a lot how people, you know, express themselves with numbers and talking about equities, etc. And on on that. Uh, same line or that same order of ideas would, would have um, Shark Tank. I think that there's a British Shark Tank as well, right? Yes, we call it the Lion's Den, and that's being covered. So oh, wow. we're not. I don't want you to cover it. I, there's there's no need to drop in on that. We we've there is an episode with the with the um, with Lion's Den or the American version of the Shark Tank, which is has been published already and yeah um it's interesting you chose the apprentice um i i used to drop in on the apprentice now and again when i was in the uk you know because it would be you know i'd be flicking over channels you know and i'd get the end of the apprentice and um for me lord sugar lord alan sugar the man who you know this 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 old grey man who who sits in the who sits on this in his chair looks like the king of thinks he's the king of uh, he's the king of everything. 
for me it didn't grip it was it didn't grip either you know because it felt for me a little <laughs> pompous if I could say you know these people these these guys or these women walking in there and they're like oh look at me I'm I can I can sell more Mm-hmm. whatever it is than this person in five minutes and you know yeah, like showing up, right? yeah it'd be showing off and it's typically like dog eat dog sort of thing um mm-hmm. it didn't grip it didn't really sit with me properly so i i i tried to duck and dive away from the apprentice as, as much as possible but beautiful <laughs> ideas by the way so we have websites yeah, yeah, yeah. it depends on, on me what putting me on the spot now that's that's you know i love it no 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 that's no it's beautiful it's beautiful you know i've i've never actually considered myself to be um a business english expert you know disclaimer i don't teach disclaimer here big big disclaimer to anyone who might be looking for a business english teacher or coach that's not me you know i i teach general english um i have taught certain business-y uh, modules or courses, you know, my, in the past, but I'm not the, I'm not the king of no know-how when it comes to business. Um, Series-wise or anything which I would think to do with business English, well, you know, on the spot, that is quite a hard one to answer, so, you know, I will come back to you on it perhaps later in this episode if I think of something. Um, do you have any more juicy content for us to pick up on? I, w- I am thinking, literally in the background, while you're while you're rattling off your beautiful ideas, um, it's never occurred to me that someone would turn the table in this podcast on me and ask me for my advice. But hey, I, I love to ask for advice and more, uh, you know, to colleagues and people that do what I do. Even though maybe you don't uh, do a lot of business English, but uh, of course, advice is advice, and that always comes in handy. And um, because maybe I think even about like Grey's Anatomy, which is 100% soapy, but at the end of the day as well, it gives you some content here and there for medical English. Go ahead. 
Oh, wait, there was a series that just came to my mind. Um, mm-hmm. Chicago Med. Chicago Med, for example. Um, this like ER and Grey's Anatomy? I, I have heard of it, but I don't know. It's, yeah. like, it's like a sort of ER meets, it's like the ER meets uh, Grey's Anatomy. You know, it's it's okay. drama, it's soapy, but it's yeah. not it's not got the it's not got any humor content to it you know there's always there's always um, a patient or there's always a, a character who who's got a problem is it you know is it that that one one of the doctors is sleeping with another doctor who's actually in love with another doctor or you know whatever it might be there's always there is always something cooking you know yeah. Chicago med Chicago med has some sort of how can I say it's got this sort of um, it's it's typically American because you know every series has I think twenty episodes in it or some eighteen or twenty episodes in it. So you know you like think you get to about twelve you get to about ten or twelve episodes into the season. And you're like, are we finished yet? Because you know it it feels like the it feels like the season's finished. And then you know then they'll be like, oh no, it's only it's only Thanksgiving. I'm like bloody hell, how long have we got there? So, you know, um, but no, Chicago Med is very, is very good for those of you who are looking at in the medical sector because it brings lots of medical vocab, brings a lot of um, quick, you know, people speaking quickly, a lot of nurses, doctors constantly interacting with each other, constant consultations between different departments, whether it be psych and in um, obstetrician or whatever it might be, there's always someone, there's always something going on. And it is really, it's fast paced. So if you're looking for something less soapy than Grey's Anatomy and a little more serious than the ER, then I would go Chicago Med. Love it, love it. Besides, I don't know that one, so it's on my list right now. Well, you, you know, I'm, I'm gonna hold you to that because, you know, I'm going to hold you to it, and I will ask you in another episode, did you ever get to finish Chicago Met? And you will be like, um, 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 yeah, yeah, and I'll be like, Annie, or even, I would do, I would then, t- I would then, t- I would then turn the table and say, Ana Maria Davila, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I have um, other few tips that I, I brought today. I'm only going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm only going to give you, out of those tips that you've got, you're only allowed to pick three more. Three more tips out of what you've got in front of you. Because I know, I know you've put a lot of effort into this. And I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking, I'm constantly looking in the top script, top corner of my screen because of the time. Okay, just three. I'll try to cut to the chase, okay? Here we go. So, uh, of course, I told you read uh, news in English. Try, guys, to network as much as you can through uh, professional social media platforms, a.k.a. LinkedIn, okay? <laughs> there are others like Glassdoor, for example, but LinkedIn is the place to be, uh, to be at. And as well... Something that I was going to tell you, because maybe you might say, but I'm not looking for a job right now. It doesn't matter. Just participate in the different forums or conversations. And that's a way as well 
to not only uh, learn more business English skills, but as well for you to uh, develop uh, a little bit more your English writing skills. And also, I had this one. If you're an immigrant and you are, I don't know, uh, in the UK or you're in the US or whichever English speaking country, you you're, you think or you you're, you think like, yeah, you feel like your English level is, is not the best, but you do understand uh, that, that there's a good comprehension level there. Uh, what I would strongly advise here is uh, look up on Facebook uh, look for, for example, groups to network and you will see that these groups of uh, people, they constantly from time to time meet up, you know, face to face in different locations on that place. Uh, that is a great way not only to network, but as well learn the culture and learn how uh, the attitudes go or how the people view the working world uh, within that country or within that city because we're all different and uh, different cultures and different ways of uh, behaving ourselves. So uh, I don't know, I tried my best to summarize, uh, but yes, chatting so I can't promise that I won't continue speaking, so I'll just stop here. No, 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 we, we love you, we love you. You know, I mean, uh, you know, from the moment I looked at you, from the moment I saw your profile, I don't know when it was, how it was, what happened. I'm just going to quickly go through, I'm just going to quickly, like, scroll through my, my chat history with you now, Annie, if you don't mind. I'm going to quickly scroll, I'm going to do a scroll job while we're here. I met you um, on the 20th of July this year. Well, you know, actually last year. When this goes out, it'll be next year. You know, so don't expect wonders from me. I met you on the 20th of July, 2022, at 10 to 1 in the morning. 10 to 1 in the morning, German time. Yeah, so that would be minus 6 hours, like minus 6 hours, give or take. 4 a.m. here. 4 a.m.? Yeah, because you are 4 or 5 hours ahead of me. Yeah, but that means it'll be only, that means you'll be in the evening. Because it was it was in the evening here, and it was. No, okay, okay. So five p.m. here. Yeah, five, something like that. Okay. I wrote to you, hola, Ani, gracias, gracias for the ad. I'm Tommy from the UK. Hope we can stay in contact. Here. Best wishes. And since then, I, love it. So, I, I didn't know Tommy. It was actually in July. My gosh, uh, this year has gone by, you know, so so fast by. Yeah, I, I love uh, being in this podcast today. Besides, um, just like I told you before, I something that I like a lot is to get, get advice from my other fellow teachers and, you know, what are your perspectives on, on how can, you know, all of us get better, not only teachers, but students and everyone that's watching right now. Listening. No one can, no one can watch this. They can only listen to this. I was going to ask you, do you speak some Spanish? I think a little bit, right? Sí, un poquito, un poquito. Yo, yo estoy aprendido, estoy aprendido um, español. Love it. Would you consider it uh, hard to learn Spanish? Sí, muy difícil. Um, 
I, there are lots of different there are lots of differences between the between the verbs between the use of conjugation between the use of um, prepositions and everything it drives me mad you know like I am really going mad with all of this estar and ser and you know but it, it drives me nuts thinking about it because I don't know is it going to be estar is it going to be ser is it going to be whatever and I'm like well you know what just say it in English it's so much easier because there's only one verb to be in English and there's only one verb be there is only be and there's no be and be and then another be and then whatever but you know Annie okay has it challenges but I'm gonna. I'm. I. We will do that. We will set up challenges. You know. Um, you saying something in. You saying something in English, and I have to translate it into Spanish, or or vice versa. She's giving me the thumbs up there, listeners. Um, Annie, can you see the box? If you just look down underneath you, can you see a box? Yeah. You see the. You see the magical box that I'm drawing here with my thing with my fingers. Oh, yeah, now I see it. Yeah. So, listeners are going to be wondering how we can find you on social media. Just give us a quick, the quick details how we can find you on social media. Easy peasy. At chatty.annie. Annie with two N's and I-E. Yeah. That's it. And chatty with, and, and that's yeah. chatty, by the way, with a double T. And not how the Americans say chatty, American, chatty. It sounds like you're saying sort of like a D, double D there. So. C to the H, the A to the double T, Y dot A dot A double N I E, Chatty dot N E. That's we're gonna. I'm gonna drop all the links from all the websites, all the series, all that information is gonna be packed into that box there. Perfect. Muchísimas gracias, Annie. Well, thank you so many gracias for tenerme aquí. And I really, really, I'm looking forward for us to work on in Spanish, English, you know, do some dynamic or game over here. Yeah. Really, really looking forward to it. And it's been a pleasure, Annie. Dear listeners, and this is my this is my time, Annie. So this is the monologue. This is the final monologue which puts which brings us all back together. Yeah. Dear listeners, you've heard the chattiest woman on this podcast probably the nicest chattiest person on this podcast today (laughs) she's giving you a lot of information which is in that in that magical box that you can find just below there it is she's just drawing it she's drawn she just drew it for you there are no more excuses that i don't know what to start with when i'm learning business english no more excuses that you can't you don't know what to do because annie has given you the chattiest, nicest overview of business English content. So, without a doubt, this has been one of the nicest episodes I've had because I have had to speak barely anything, say barely say a word, and it's all come from you, which is, for me, like a bonus. So, Annie, yeah. thank you very much. And, dear listeners, yeah. you will... I still need to talk about some stuff, but later on we'll do it. She was. She almost. She almost killed it. She almost killed the episode. No, she didn't. No, you're not killing the episode, Annie. You're not killing it. Do not kill this now. You've done so well. Let me finish, and then we're finished. Okay. Dear listeners, dear Annie, thank you for joining me, and you will join me very soon for another episode of the English podcast with Tommy. It's a goodbye from the chattiest woman on the planet. 
She's waving to you. And it's goodbye from me as well. Goodbye now.